Hello, hello. Welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. Hi, Katie Stoll. That sounds like so much news. More than we thought. Even more. Yeah. Wow. Can I handle the, your name too? Uh, ooh, we'll try. Hi, I'm Cody Johnston. That's We've been name. doing this, a variation of this bit for like four mm. years. I don't even know if you can qualify it as a bit. I don't think you can. Um, joining us today again is actress, writer, and dare I say uh, internet sensation, I think so, <laughs> Danny Fernandez. Yes. Hey. I love being here. Y- y'all let me go on my little rants. Oh, we it's love my, it. It's my That's big we're soapbox. For. We're long at overdue for you to be back for your rant. It's a fun episode I know. for me. It's been like two years. Guest. Has it been? It's all such honestly, a yeah. I think it was 2020 or something. I think oh, it was like the first. It was. It was spring right. of 2020. Yeah, and even if it feels like it does, still in my mind, feel like it's 2020. Um, I know. Yeah, it still is. It's, Don't worry. It still is. I mean, yeah. I. It's starting to feel a little bit like 2022, but 2021 is a complete wash. I have like. I don't just, think I signed. Just wait until twenty twenty four when uh, Biden <laughs> and Trump are uh, debating each other. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's gonna be a fun year. You where... know those TikToks that say that we like went into an alt timeline in twenty twenty. <laughs> I one hundred percent think that that happened to me, but that means that y'all are in it with me, mm-hmm. or at oh, least for you're, sure. You're oh, we're in it. We're all in it together. Yeah. I don't know. Nope. Some people are flying high, Cody. Mm. Some people are flying (laughs) high. Me, I've been in a twilight zone. All the shows that I've worked on have either stopped. That's why, like me specifically, all the shows that I've written on since 2019, like, don't exist. They're just like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an extra weird layer being in entertainment when you're working on shows and then they get stuck. And at mm-hmm. some point in the process, and they're probably going to come out, but they'll all come out at once. Yes. Several years mm-hmm. later. And you're like, that's not a person. I, that doesn't represent me anymore because mm-hmm. I've grown yeah. since then. I also think people are going to be like, how is she writing on every show? What the yeah, f-? And yeah. it's like, I wasn't. This has been spaced out. Right, right, But it's right. a bit, it's actually a really, a big conversation that's happening right now that I've seen on Twitter amongst writers that like so much of our work is just stuck in the ether. Yeah. And as much as things are coming out, you know, there's so many things that got um, dropped or pushed or moved or somebody was signed up and then had to, couldn't do it anymore like a year later. And so like, anyways, this is all to say, I really feel when someone said that, that like we were in, I'm like in the twilight zone where I've worked and somehow made money and yet none of my work exists. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it's wild. We're going to continue to catch up with you real quick. I want to acknowledge that today, March 17th, is an actual holiday. In case you missed it, it is St. Patrick's Day. Um, None of us are wearing green, but we are remote recording, so fuck you. Oh, never mind. Danny's got some green. Oh, it's a Jurassic Park shirt, so never mind. She's... She wouldn't get pinched. (laughs) I am Irish, but I don't want you to pinch me. Stay away. Mm. You know what's not Irish? What? Stars. Stars. Neil deGrasse Tyson had a had a little tweet today. Oh, stars aren't Irish because they can't be green. Shut. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're red, white, and blue. At least he's not tweeting again <laughs> about the mirror. What oh, he'll it? do that he again. Only... He does that like every like month and a half. But what was you it? can't you can't tweet? kiss yourself in the mirror <laughs> like when you kiss a mirror you're kissing yourself or something like that. I think I he was replaced really... by one his of um, parody account like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a really good segue to tomorrow's holiday, March 18th, National Awkward Moments Day. That is for Neil and Jonathan included. I guess we could just sit in silence for a moment. And Is that customary, a moment of silence? <laughs> well, National Awkward Moments Day. It's not awkward. Oh, awkward. We're, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I think I yeah, made that it. Was, I that think was me I made contributing it, to the awkward moment. Yeah. More awkward by calling out what he wrote in the doc. <laughs> That's writing out the bit that I the want, way <laughs> that I wanted done. That's talking not a about great it, bit, but you know. Well, well I've made it awkward, an awkward uh, moment for well, us all. Wait, wait, well, you know. All right, moving I, on. Um, yep. Ah, oh, it was. I was working so hard to make it so awkward. Okay. I oh. think we've made it painful enough, Danny. 
Okay, now we'll continue talking. Yes. The first thing I want to talk about, we were talking when we started, before we started recording, and I was like, save, let's save it for the show. Um, and that would be microdosing with psilocybin. Uh, <laughs> yes. My new favorite thing, I think. But you, I tweeted about it. We recently did a video, and I um, uh, did a section on psilocybin, and there was a joke about uh, my drug dealer, Razor, and hit me up because, you know, there's all these rich tech bros selling $5,000 ketamine treatments. And it's like, no, just anyway, I regularly get people asking me. Sometimes it's a joke. Sometimes people are like, can you really get me mushrooms? <laughs> and I'm like, not you, sir. But anyway, so you were funny you and weird. That. Like, it's like <laughs> it's a show. I know. I mean, it it is funny and weird, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But in which we can yeah. have. Uh, but you you responded to this, and so I I wanted to hear your experience uh, with psilocybin because I really feel like this is something that so many of us could benefit from. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty honest about my mental health journey. I've had to do so many different things to both work with my depression and heal my trauma. And by that, I mean, I have done clinical ketamine. It's different than street ketamine, I want to say, because people write me yeah, like, oh, I've done yeah. ketamine too. Like at a party, I'm like, not the same thing as in a doctor's office. Um, <laughs> you know, to each their own. I'm just saying like I had to do it literally on a clinical level for depression. Um, I did not enjoy that because, and it was so funny because my mom wrote me and she was like, wait, you mean the horse tranquilizer? And I was like, it's not a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> uh, and it made me, it's great. It has been life-saving for other people. For me, it felt very, um, I was, I was so out of it, um, both during it and after that it mm -hmm. just made me feel worse, to be honest. Um, however, I'm always about guinea pigging yourself if you're having a really hard time, like finding other treatments. I've done TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation. That's where they stimulate on top of your brain under stimulated areas that I do also recommend that's starting to be co covered by insurance. I could list off all the things I've done. Wow, that's but that is, fascinating. This is all to I say- I heard of that before. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, TMS, you can look it up. My insurance did cover it. It is expensive, but that was nice to have a, a chunk. Like It just shows that we're starting to accept other alternative treatments. We're aware that medication I am on medicine. I take Lamictal. It's a mood stabilizer. I know a lot of other writers take it. I'm very transparent. I want people to get help. I want people to find, you know, for me, it was like I, I tried something and it didn't work, you know, and, and this is something things I would do for a period of time. It's not like you try it once and you're like, well, it didn't work for me. Right. But my journey over the last, honestly, two decades, I would say I've been dealing with depression since I was young. Um, it's a constant it's a skill, like learning to um, heal yourself and learning what works for you. And so when I added microdosing, it was funny. I was actually working with a healer. I'm also really spiritual. And she was like, I think you're missing. The, I think the thing you need is like mushrooms. And so I yeah. started them last year. And I remember the first time. And so microdosing is not the same as obviously taking a larger dose where you're hallucinating. You're not supposed to hallucinate when you microdose. Um, I think of microdosing as like you should still be able to go about your job, go about your day without people being like, what the fuck is the matter with her? <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm in these writers and I can't have my showrunners being like, um, excuse she's on me. Drugs. Yeah, she's on drugs. And so and I also told them like I was on shrooms. I was very, you know, and, and then people in my writer's room were hitting me up like, Hey, can I get yeah. your person? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say the first time I took them, cause obviously my body was not used to them. The first time I took them, I remember I got a little bit high and I was like, well, this just feels like an edible. And I've, I've taken edibles, you know, I take them for sleep and whatever. And weed is, um, a central nervous system depressant. That's why it works great for anxiety. It like, lowers that. But if for me, for depression, if I'm already kind of low, it's hard for me to be motivated. That's why weed doesn't necessarily work great for me because I'm already kind of in this depressed state. Sure. Um, so it, I, basically, I don't feel motivated when I'm when I'm taking edibles. Or it, I understand there's different strains. You don't need to write me about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we don't need to explain. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Uh, I live in California. I live literally and at the end down of the, day, the street the from a week. 
strains aren't even that different if a person knows how they're affected by weed at this point you know like oh yeah you know. for sure like i've said i've literally had electrodes on my brain yeah. so um <laughs> i've studied all the things this is all to say though i took the shrooms and i was like well i just feel a little high this is this uh, and then I remember I was going, I was laying my head down. It was like one in the morning. I was laying down and all of a sudden my brain was like, I love my life. I love my mm-hmm, apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really cool that I get to live and work in Hollywood. Like this is actually a blessing. And I was like, what the fuck is yep. this? Why people take them? Yep. Yes. Yes. 100%. You, you're so many things that you've said are so important. And like, yeah, let's just first be clear. I'm not saying like go out and get super hallucinogenic on mushrooms every day or every three days right? right although I have heard I have heard from people who study um and you know and scientists different I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and reading everything I can about it you know uh say like I you know this is an older gentleman I can't recall his name but he's you know a psychologist and he's like I I me and my wife will do a, a real trip once or twice a year I find personally mm-hmm. that that's a very spiritual connection uh, practice for me, but that's a separate conversation mm-hmm. than uh, microdosing. Which for me, yes. right, I, everything that what you're saying um, hits home. It's it's you know, and, and I like weed. I have a lot of anxiety, but yes, it's very easy if you are feeling low or overwhelmed. It can amplify those feelings, and you can kind of get settled. Whereas when I have a microdose, I feel a relief. It's like all of a sudden, I'm able to separate my anxious thoughts from myself. I have so much peace and gratitude. I feel connected and I feel articulate. It's like I'm not scrambling through um, a bunch of, of cobwebs that have been accumulating over the last couple of years. I have a lot of like hangups about drugs because of my, my history with my, my – there's a lot of addiction in my family. And so for me, there's a personal struggle with accepting – uh, drugs are like understanding like how much do I need to rely on something but this isn't about getting fucked up this is about mm-hmm. um, mental health and I do want to about- say though this is sorry this is no, not ahead, to yeah. me a drug yeah this is right. literally of the earth and it's so I mean it goes back to like it there's so much medicine that comes from the earth that was, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. I feel like everyone that mm-hmm. listens to this knows this, that was made illicit and illegal mm-hmm. when it's so funny because at, um, I love going to Descanso Gardens in um, Pasadena and they have like a whole section, all these different plants and, and things there talking about the indigenous people that were there that used the plants and medicine there that then became like illegal. And it was like, they knew how to treat things. They knew how to treat themselves they knew how to heal themselves and yet like so to me when you say like drug like this to me is not even a dr- it's literally shrooms from yeah. the ground and it's so, our programming it's this yeah i mean we all here have grown up under the war on drugs and uh the stigmatization i mean it's been longer than that the stigmatization of drug usage but you know it think it's it's part of what's happening now is a social realization that we have ignored healing practices that have been available to us. Yes. And that are natural and are not based in pharmaceuticals. And, uh, you know, another thing that you'd mentioned, and it's really, I commend you for being someone who is so committed to their mental health that you've been brave enough to experiment and try different things. Um, Because it's scary. It's hard. Uh, But one of the benefits of psilocybin is that it it's it's quick it's immediate it's you can start to feel those effects and start to have a different a shifting of your perspective um versus you start an SSRI that takes 6 8 weeks to kick in and it might not be right for you and a bunch of other side effects that you know we again we did this whole video about this but you know that can exa- exacerbate your depression so it's really a little bit miraculous. Yeah, shrooms are to me have been the, one of the most life-changing thing. I think they have saved my life. And um I do also want to say that it is a privilege now that I have the money to do mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. shrooms are cheaper, infinitely cheaper, like for how much they 
work. Um, but when I talk about like clinical ketamine, when I talk about yeah, TMS yeah. and stuff, it's an, a privilege that I now have insurance. It's a privilege now that I have money to do it because I used to be insanely po- like scarily poor. Yeah, um, yeah. Dangerously poor is what I would call it. It's um, really important to acknowledge how expensive it can be to get a- to have access to this. And we're privileged to live in California. Um, but yeah, you're you're completely correct. And I hope that we, by us talking about it, though, I hope that by everybody talking about it more often, we see changes happening sooner than later. Um, there already are lots of decriminalization. Yeah, Cody knows more about that. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just agreeing with you. Uh, yeah. No, but there was someone in entertainment who was, I mean, this has happened a couple of times, but they were arrested at the airport for having shrooms. And I think about this all the time. If I yeah. am filming in New Orleans or I'm filming in Atlanta, like that scares me that I don't, that this thing that has saved my life that is kind of keeping my depression chocolates. at bay that I no longer have access to. Yeah. It's the same thing to me. I mean, I don't think it has maybe the same addiction level, but like if I suddenly got off my Lamictal just all of a sudden, you know, if I just suddenly stopped taking shrooms all of a sudden, I definitely start to feel the depression coming back in. And so that to me does scare me. Um, I am lucky currently to be working in California, but I won't always be filming here. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's totally a concern to have, um, you know, I I say travel with the chocolates, but that's its own risk. And also that's different to not necessarily what the way that you um, consume it, but hopefully there will be more options, (laughs) you know? Oh, and I'm sure people in those places would be like, we have shrooms. And I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, I I would just have to figure out. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just like, you know, Hit me up and uh, when I'm in town. You know, I'll take care. The people are like, I will take care of you. I'm just saying like the fact that I can't fly with them. The fact that I can't fly with them and that somebody was literally arrested like that. Was that recent? I hate that. I didn't see like, that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was only a couple of weeks ago. There should be more. I mean, in California, I think they should be decriminalized pretty soon. Um, we'll see. Okay. I want to talk to some other things. Oh, hello. Do you have a boss that likes to play stuffed owls in your home that are clearly just hidden cameras? Perhaps privacy is on your mind because of that. Or maybe you just don't like the fact that big tech companies regularly take your personal data and sell it to random people. Well, then maybe you should check out ExpressVPN. They make you anonymous on the internet by camouflaging and replacing your IP address with a secure one of your choosing. Companies like Facebook or the Googles or the Twitters sure love tracking your activity and exact location, and ExpressVPN helps stop that. They're like a a towel draped over the face of a taxidermied owl. Speaking of which, ExpressVPN will also encrypt all of your data so that hackers, or perhaps hackers that your boss hired to monitor your personal home computer, can't spy on you anymore. It's also super easy to use and can be downloaded on any device that you own. So protect your data by visiting expressvpn.com slash more news to get three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash more news. Expressvpn.com slash more news to learn more. Listen here, chumps. Sorry, I just called you chumps. That was pretty rude of me. I'm just so excited to tell you chumps about Brooklinen. They make some of the most comfortable and surprisingly affordable bedding around. And so now you see why I was just so excited a moment ago. Brooklinen brings that fancy hotel comfort straight into your home with their line of towels and pillowcases and, of course, their luxe sheets, featuring an irresistibly soft feel. They also offer bundles so you can put everything you need for a home makeover in one order saving you money and time. I'm still thinking about my chump comment from earlier and I do really feel bad about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, I just get so excited and sometimes I say things I don't mean. I hope we can still be friends. And to sweeten the deal friend you can head to brooklinen.com and use promo code more news anytime for $20 off of your purchase of $100 or more and for a limited time they are currently offering a free gift with any purchase I hope that makes up for my unkind words earlier so go get some sweet betting at b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com with the promo code more news okay Danny in our 
slight prep for this episode. Uh, we were DMing back and forth a little bit about different topics. I mean, I think that every so often we've sent DMs like this would be a good thing to talk about. And then I don't keep a master list going. But um, you had mentioned the topic of uh, white nihilism. And I, uh, I think that sounds fascinating. I want to throw to you to set that up. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's something that I've seen. What's so fascinating to me as someone that has um, worked a lot in both in all of my communities, in the queer community, in the Latino community, and talking about trauma. I'm also a suicide survivor. Um, I had this is a trigger warning. Wow. It just, it just blurred that out without saying anything. Um, I had my first attempt when I was in middle school. Um, actually Latinas have, uh, Latina teens have some of the highest suicide rates in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I tweet a lot. That is all to say, I tweet a lot about hope. I tweet yeah. a lot. If you follow me about hanging in ways to hang in skill, I think hope is a skill. It's something that I constantly have to work at. I feel like most survivors constantly have to work at having people in general <laughs> who are living on planet uh, yeah. earth. And so what I've started to see more of though, is every time myself or any other marginalized person dares to have hope, I deal with, we're allowed to cuss on here, right? I've been cussing. Absolutely. I deal with fucking dumbass white men in my comments, nihilistic, like, like, what is the point we're all going to die? Or what is the point the earth is on fire? Or what is it? And I'm like, I don't have, I get that you, like, I literally had a guy that was like five years from now, we're all going to be dead or whatever, talking about climate change. I'm like, what the, I don't give a fuck about five years. I give a fuck about right now. Yeah. What are you doing in the communities right the fuck now? Because I'm trying to mentor people in my community to get them to survive right the fuck now. I don't know what's going to happen five years from now, but I'm so fucking tired of people who are more privileged than me trying to take my hope away, something that I've worked so hard for and then I'm putting back into my own community. Yes. And so a tweet, <laughs> a tweet, you can tell I'm really mad. A tweet that I had, also I want to say Clarkeisha Kent, another great writer. Um, we follow each other on, on Twitter. She also has talked a lot about white nihilism. We kind of were going back and forth about it. So something that I said, Frederick Joseph had tweeted and said, everything is falling apart, complete collapse, and white supremacy is to blame. And I said, and I want everyone to be especially alert of the rise of white nihilism, which will continue to overtake these platforms, including about climate change. I see them replying to anyone who wants to help, quote, we're fucked and everything is worth you're not done fighting, you fucks. I said, especially all the white liberals I see who respond with negativity anytime any person of color tries to help, you're not done fighting. And so I gave examples of any time that I've tweeted about helping and having to deal with white and self fuckheads replying or, or liberal, literally liberals yeah, yeah. replying to me. I honestly feel sometimes I've, I've said this, I feel as a liberal person of color, often my biggest um, obstacles are are white liberals. They are the people mm -hmm. that try to gotcha me the most. They're the people that try to catch me and other people of color. They're constantly trying to correct us. Um, yeah. that. So that is my, I have, I have more tweets on it, but that is a problem that I've seen. Yeah. I thank you for sharing all of that. Um, it's incredibly frustrating. I remember seeing this and, and seeing this thread and some of this and some of the other stuff that you get online, too. And I'm really proud of you every time you push back against people and call it. I personally find it inspiring. You know, I think we connected. I tweeted something. Yes. Hopeful. Something that helps me through a hard time. And it's already hard to be vulnerable online. It's at least for me, it is. It's hard to to stick to my guns. I'm very quick to delete something that I might feel feels too personal, especially when people immediately come and attack and 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 judge me for it, or extrapolate and go into or like place. yeah, the worst possible interpretation. Or and you're like, that's not obviously that's not what it, what what for I'm sure. saying. And if 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 this isn't for you, then it's not for you. But in terms of what also what you're saying in this specific example, and I do, I see this with climate change and everything, all of it. It's like, yes, the future might be happening, but you're using that you're using that as an excuse to disconnect from the right now. You. Are, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say they have to choose that. They have to believe they have to choose that so they can continue to be passive. 
So they continue to not clock in. The rest of us don't have the luxury of not clocking in. I don't have the luxury of tapping out, not with my family, not with my community. I have to fucking be (coughs) here. We have issues that are happening right now that people need help with right now. And so they have to believe that everything is fucked and nothing matters so that they continue to do nothing as they have continued to do the past decade. Yeah. And like, we we talked about this a little bit before in the show, um, but like everything is fucked, but everything's always kind of fucked. Yeah. Uh, it's never not been fucked. Uh, it, the, the point is like you find meaning and get better. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to say, especially for people of color. Yes. I'm sorry yes. that you mm-hmm. now think things are fucked. Right. This has how, how it's been. What do you think it's been like to be a black or brown person in America for, for centuries now? For a lot of us, it has felt like the end of the world. When I tried to end my life in middle school, that was the end of the world for me. I'm sorry, you now think it's the end of the world. I've had to pick myself up so many times. So many times being a queer brown woman, it has been the end of the world for me. And I I don't have the luxury of tapping out, you know, like that's that's what I'm trying. Like same with COVID. It was the first time that I really saw some of my colleagues really struggling. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I get it. And that's why I was tweeting like, you know, hang in there, like stuff about having hope. And people are like, you know, fuck you, whatever. And I'm like, yo, (laughs) I'm sorry. This is the first time you've dealt with a crisis. Most crisis. Most of us have grown up in crisis. I was actually semi okay during this pandemic because I'm so used to crisis, which is scary. But people with a lot of trauma that they were like, I actually was surprised at how well I did because I was mm-hmm. equipped already. Um, everything, everything you're saying right now, I would heart retweet all of that. I don't know. Like the, the, cause the framing about like, like climate change, I think is a big example you're talking about. And uh, for so long uh, it's been framed as if it's like the quote end of the world mm-hmm. so that we do something about it. <laughs> Like you use that tag, like yeah, it's like it's going to be really, really bad, and I think people have internalized that as being like, well, it's, everyone's going to be dead, the planet's doomed, we're like everything's completely fucked. There's nothing to do about it, as opposed to like it's gonna, it's going to be bad. Um, yeah, it's like not every single human on the planet will die unless we decide to like nuke the ocean or all. something. Um, but it's. And it's going to be hard and people will die and people will be displaced and it's going to be very, very, um, it's going to be bad, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the end of the world. Um, yeah, but- it's important to maintain that, uh, that hope and perseverance yeah. and uh, community, what you're talking about, so that more people are, get to the other, other side. And to right? It- like if, if you have that, then more people will survive yeah. it because but more you need people to have believe that, that you can. Understanding that. Of, to bring it back to where you, what you had just said a, a moment ago, Danny. Yes, people of color, people that have are, have less fortunate, people that we have not acknowledged were struggling for so long have been at this point for a long time. We had a, a an episode on of Worst Year Ever last week or the week before with Eve Ettinger about burnout. Um, they just put out a piece on burnout that was really interesting and talking about how it's actually like CPTSD and that a lot of the symptoms of burnout that people are all experiencing from this pandemic actually are things that people of color and marginalized individuals have been experiencing for a very long time. But as we are coming through this pandemic and we're back to normal, we have not addressed or right. really acknowledged the reality that we've all opened our eyes to see. No changes are happening. And Cody, to your point, when we're talking about the future, yeah, fuck you for for being nihilistic about like there's no hope. Yeah, we're out here every day scrounging up hope so that there is a possibility. But like as we move forward together, you better have an understanding of the ways other people are affected by these changes because displacement food insecurity, all of this stuff is going to hit marginalized people first. Yes. Not the white privileged who and, are maintaining a status quo and want to be back to normal. Right. Over. And and even even if it's the end. Like Daniel, like what you're saying. Fuck in it. Five, we got in, fi- in five years, uh, the sea levels <laughs> will rise. Five, ten stories and everyone is going to be like, okay, well, what are you going to do before that? Yes. You find, what are you, you can find, yes. find meaning in the moment and where we all are and 
the pr- the privilege of like being alive on Earth, um, in a universe with billions of galaxies, <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah. It, like appreciate that and find meaning there. Um, I don't know. What are I you think... doing for quality of life now? Right. And, right. Sorry, I was just going to read one more tweet. I was going to read you one perfect example of what of what kicked this off that I was just like, I, I totally snapped. So my tweet was, if you are still up, um, sorry, I'm going to get emotional. If you're yeah. still up, then this message is for you. You're still in this thing. There's still so much left of your story. You've worked so hard. Don't take yourself out of the game before you see what the next chapter has to offer. And again, that is my surviving suicide like just who needs whoever needs to hear that i put that out there because i know what it feels like to feel hopeless yeah this was the immediate reply the next chapter is dying of heat stroke while the wor- world oh burns around us it doesn't matter what we've worked for we've reached the end of the line and i don't think i don't <laughs> i don't when you know put- when I'm when so vulnerable, vulnerable like that, yes, yeah. to be like, I am doing everything I can to hold on and I see and people are immediately like, you know, fuck you for having hope. We're all going to die. It's just like, you know what? If you're going to do that, do that on your own timeline. <laughs> do mm-hmm. that to yourself. Uh-huh. Don't do that for me trying to get because like I said, what are you doing for quality of life now? How are you helping marginalized people now? There are people around you in your city you know there are unhoused people there are still kids in cages who need our help now what are you doing now to help them and even like how like first of all like if, if you feel that way log off and go be miserable like in the real world <laughs> quit bothering people but like uh what are you doing also like for yourself so that you can show up for other people like Find the thing that keeps you going and that doesn't make you feel like that. So then you can look around and go, I could actually help people around me that are less fortunate and and actually like do something um, with that. I don't know. I just hate that they see myself. They see someone who's trying to speak to people about holding on and they just need to take me down a peg. It happens a lot. Katie, you and I were talking about being women online and what, and they just cannot handle me having any sense of self-love. I think that's the biggest thing. I put, whenever I post a picture of myself, it gets torn apart. They need to take me down when anytime I, I post anything like that or any of my wins, they need to take me down. And it's just, I wish they knew how hard it was how hard it was to do it to, in the first place how hard it has been to survive yeah this life and it it god like when you read that exchange i knew exactly how that felt that gut punch of like and i think that our journeys to posting something that feels vulnerable might be a little different but for me i'm like i've done it and like and then I feel it and I feel shame and anger and like, oh, I did something bad. And like, I didn't do anything bad. I shared something sincere and you're used to me being a certain way, but this is also part mm-hmm. of me. And if it's not for you, it's for someone else. Um, and yeah, I, I think that there's, and it, 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 look, it's hard to be online. I think people get a lot of shit, but there's a certain kind of response to women when women are being vulnerable or, um, standing in in their power without fail there is somebody there a man not a woman maybe sometimes but a lot of male (laughs) people uh are there to take you down um and it's it's very painful uh and you have to have a tough a tough skin but i also don't want to have a tough skin because my vulnerability is part of my power great it's great and it's necessary and it's needed and that's why I do think that I have that people follow me, the right people. Yeah. Now I try to set an intention, to be honest. I'm like, like I said, I'm a very spiritual person. I started to set an intention when I tweet that, like, I just want the right people to find this. Mm. I want the people that need to see this mm-hmm. to see it. And and a lot of times they do and they'll write me like I was just a lot of times I'm like, this is a sign. This is your sign. Yeah, if yeah. you, you know, if you're needing to hang in or you know i've shared about self-harm and stuff and i'm like this is a sign to 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 step away like this is a sign to get help like if if you've been contemplating this like that i'm your sign because i was there um 
And so it has found the right people. I know I've touched people's lives, but the abuse that I take is really difficult for a lot of people are like, don't delete your Twitter. Don't. And I'm like, I don't think you'll understand, like as a trauma survivor, I'm coming at, I'm already coming in at a deficit. I can already not handle the abuse. Like, so the amount I get for being a woman in public and in entertainment is just as much therapy as I've done sometimes that I can't even handle it. So guys, that was heavy. You know, but I think good and uh, important and I feel good for having the conversation. (laughs) I hope it it resonates with uh, some of our listeners. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back for for some news. We, I was going to say even more news, but we're going to come back for some news. Yeah. Even news. Even news. Hey, you listening to the show. You uh, like green stuff, green money, green apples, green beer. Maybe those green mail drop off boxes you sometimes see instead of the blue ones. They're weird. You may not know what I'm talking about, but I promise you that they are real. Well, if that is the case, then perhaps you should try AG1 by Athletic Greens. As the name suggests, they are a green superfood product that takes all of the daily vitamins you'd normally have to eat in pill form and put them all in one delicious green drink. Because sometimes we're just too busy listing green colored things to stress about our daily nutrition. So let AG1 do it for you. Ever see a green school bus? (laughs) They exist. You see, what Athletic Greens does is they keep up with all the latest research in nutrition in order to obsessively improve AG1 so you don't have to. That's why it's perfect for everyone from athlete types to just casual folk types looking to improve their diets. It also fits any lifestyle such as vegan, paleo, or gluten-free, or people, you know, who only eat green things. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. You know, when I've had a long day of being a news person, I like to unwind by taking a stroll down to my favorite roving carnival and jump in the Gravitron whilst listening to true crime podcasts. Compared to looking at the news, it soothes me. But I can't do it without my Raycon earbuds. The best way to listen to music or podcasts, no matter how many G's you pull on a rickety amusement park ride. That's right, their everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. Seriously, it doesn't matter how hard I shake around while being pinned to a dusty metal wall by centripetal force, these puppies won't fall out. And with their 8 hours of playtime and 32 hour battery life, I can spin around for as long as I want. Did I mention that you get all of this for half the price of other premium brands? That's a great deal it is! And right now, our watchers and or listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash some news. That's buyraycon.com slash some news to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash some news. And we are back, as promised, for some news. We were going to talk about Russia, uh, but we're, we're going to um, skip that this week because we did an extensive uh, update talking about no-fly zones and a uh, deep discussion about what's happening on Worst Year Ever, uh, which you guys should check out. It was a really good episode. Um, and we will, of course, continue to, to talk about it as the situation continues. We're going to talk about COVID. I guess we're through it, but not. <laughs> so this, though, we did it, I guess. Uh, the White House is scaling back on COVID response plans, including tests and paying doctors who treat uninsured patients since they are running out of money for the COVID relief funds. So pretty soon you will not get reimbursed. I just love the, the idea of like yeah. the United States running out of money. Yeah. What? Like, whatever. <laughs> Um, this is, of course, comes as the BA2 Omicron variant uh, is already seeing cases surge in Europe um, just a few weeks after cases dropped from their first surge. Uh, as we know by now, watching what's happening around the world, we can expect that to happen here as well. 
Um, so that's fun. That's <laughs> it's just last time we had this big announcement. Okay, we're scaling back, and then we had another surge, and it was like playing catch up and getting people back on the same page. And then Omicron hit, and it was all of January before they started sending out tests and masks right as we were over the height of the of the surge and it just feels like um we can't get it right or won't won't um can yeah, could could have can. could have i guess ba won't. i guess ba2 has higher transmissibility um people are having waning immunity fact from vaccines um they are you know seeking approval for is it the third or fourth booster shot at this point? Um, yeah, yeah, Pfizer's fourth booster or third, so second, second booster. booster, fourth shot, second booster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jonathan, the you want to talk to us about wastewater? <laughs> well, I, I no, yeah, would love. <laughs> I would love to talk real quick about like why there's no money and initially yes it started with the republicans saying we don't want to allocate any more money to this we're done we'll we'll do the 700 billion for defense every year zero dollars more for covid and then the compromise that they tried to or that democrats acquiesced to for the most part was that okay we're gonna take we the biden administration requested 22.5 billion dollars so they said, OK, we'll do 15.6 billion and we're going to take a bunch of that money that was already allocated to states for their pandemic response. So there's going to be like no new money. And progressives in the House said, like, no, that's that's wrong. We need like new money. We need to be able to pay the doctors back who are treating uninsured money. patients. Uh, we are we need to buy extra doses of antiviral pills. We need uh, to send more vaccines to uh, countries that don't have them yet, which we've just declined to do and thinking it's all going to work out. And so because of that, it got taken out of the appropriations bill. And now they're trying to like Frankenstein together some new bill. But but like the Biden administration is like, hey, this is like dire and this is going to be like catastrophic if, you know, BA2 becomes worse or becomes something else like we're not done yet we want to be done but we're not done yet I know we want to be done but we're not yeah so that's my little yeah (laughs) no that's that was a good one um it's I don't even know what to say or do at this point (laughs) you know it just feels uh we're just gonna let this this continue to happen we don't have people's attention uh people it's weird i mean what is our the death count is no longer something that people even think about uh to say thousands of people died it's like a blink of the eye you're like oh yeah that happened and right 100,000 was an incalculable loss i was gonna say we're almost up to one million there was like the headline right of like it was like hundred thousand uh, on the front page, and uh, what's that number now? I'm gonna it's almost one million. A little, it's like a little bit higher. It's a little bit higher than that. It, so I a mean, little bit higher than a hundred thousand. Tiny bit higher. Not a not a new headline uh, amount of higher, but right. And most of the people writing for the New York Times don't know someone who's died, don't know someone who's gotten very right. sick. Mm-hmm. The the people who have. Don't work. Don't work for the New York Times or the Washington Post or in the White House or or in uh, uh, in inside the Beltway. And the, and the people that they know? talk to, yeah, and yeah. Some people who they tend to talk to are like Trump voters in cap like coffee shops, right? Right. In diners. And the people who have seen a disproportionate amount of loss don't get to make the rules. So yeah. it's frustrating. How I can't are you guys talk about wastewater if COVID you comfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to, except that according to our shit, it's on the rise in certain areas of the country, apparently. Oh, like our shit. <laughs> yeah, like oh, wastewater mm-hmm. shows COVID-19 uh-huh. levels are uh, rising again. It's like... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the, the, I no, mean, that's, the, that's, the, that's how it is, right? Like, it goes... Yeah, like okay, well it's down, so like we can all go out. Oh, it's still a thing that exists. Yeah, well, it's going up, and 
Oh. It's whack-a-mole. Yeah. I had my the- mask off in a restaurant this weekend. Like, it felt very strange. Like, not so ma- I mean, yes, I but walked like- the, at the table, but then walking to the bathroom, I didn't put my mask on because I didn't have to. And I was like, I'm going to test this out. And I felt very um, exposed. <laughs> but, you know, the mask mandate might come. I'm vaccinated, boosted. How are you guys feeling when you go out? Do you con- do you continue to have COVID insecurities when you're walking around? Do you feel like you're back? No, oh, when I'm walking home? around, it's fine because like it's outside, or like, in like that's spaces. that's one thing. Like I feel like we, like still like just totally dropped the ball early on. Of like it's okay to be outside with people. Um, that's like the safest place to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like outside a- walking, I'm like yeah, whatever. Mine's adjacent where it's like the things that we that they're starting to talk more and more about is like the effects that it's had on our mental health to yeah. like not be interacting with people and i just my capacity to interact with people is re- like i just have anxiety that i didn't used to have um now if i like go to a friend's function or something like that i just feel like a lot of my friends don't even go they'll just end up like yeah. i just can't do you know and i don't know like It'll be fascinating to see how, especially because they've talked like development and stuff and and kids. I know one of my one of my like uh, friends, her kid, like they've just grown up with with just this, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I want to say it is something that we could have knocked out uh, in 2020. It didn't have to carry on as long as it has. Um, oh but, God, yeah, yeah. like. It's yeah. Uh, I well, mean, what I was I think what I was insinuating is like her kid doesn't know going into stores is it's always been with a mask. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they don't know because um, they were like one when it started. So now being like three and four, it's like that's all they've ever known. And I know a lot of uh, conservative people are like, see, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, well, that didn't have to happen. It didn't have to be their entire lifespan <laughs> so far. Yeah, exactly. It could have just been, you know, in 2020. But yeah, um, yeah like everything you've listened. done has made the, this right. Yeah, you resisted jerk. and resisted yeah. and resisted. And then it's, I mean, it's not the same, the exact same thing. Nevertheless, like climate change. he persisted. You keep pushing it, you keep pushing it, you keep pushing it, not doing anything. And it gets worse and worse and worse. Like, well, it's worse now. Yeah, because you didn't do anything. Yeah. Um. It's gonna be. It's interesting because, like, I know, like, Katie, you're talking about like just the the sort of weird anxiety and like discomfort of just like going to the bathroom <laughs> with that, and like just the the adjustment that people are having to make, like adults are having to make, contrasted with the adjustment that like really young mm-hmm. children will have to make. That's right. Be exactly. A weird thing. Um. Even just like interacting without like. Half, half of a face to to yeah, interact yeah. with and and socialize um uh at the same time like my my brother had uh his first child uh during the pandemic um and he's he's doing great part of that i think is also just because if it's in the middle of a pandemic then your parents are home you're, work, you're working from home <laughs> uh so he has had both of the parents there for a, a good portion of of uh his, his life so far and you can really tell mm. um I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that, you know, again, like all the socialization and, and, and what you're talking about, Danny, but like, but there is that other aspect of like, yeah, it's parents should yeah. be with their kids when they're, when they're born. Yeah. I mean, totally. I think that there, for a lot of parents uh, who had young children, there are aspects of the pandemic that have been a real gift, but also are obviously mm-hmm. um, a huge trial, especially as it is ongoing and as your children grow and, um, you know, we don't know how to explain or unpack what's happening. We don't have answers yeah. to when this will end or what's going to happen in the future. Um, it's just a I shame think that you, didn't. yeah, I think it's interesting how much conservative certain types of people like to talk about the damage of masking and the emotional damage of masking or um, isolation, which is not a point that I want to just dismiss because obviously there are very serious things to consider. But when I talk to young people, um, I know that they are having long-term trauma from way more than just that, growing up in a world that's on fire, uh, growing up with uh, the polarization and the violence and seeing black men murdered on camera 
which obviously has been going on, but now we have social media, you know, and so you see it in a different kind of way. These are all things to consider when we're talking about our children's development. Um, our children, I don't have children, but I take ownership of all of your children right now in this moment for the purpose of my point. Anyway, there, I'm done talking. <laughs> Jonathan, how about some broken news? You got it. That wasn't, that wasn't broken news. That was, no, that was intact. The Senate unanimously voted to make, the, the Senate voted to make uh, daylight saving permanent this week. Um, if it passes, we'll stay at the current time. So in the later hours okay. and won't set the clocks, won't set the clocks back It'll always once be a 3. year, 55 p.m. It'll yes, it'll always <laughs> be 355 p.m. on Thursday, March mm-hmm. 17th. It's Groundhog Day, but just the minute over and over. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll never touch our clocks ever again. Forward we'll, together. No, never have to look at them. Your Forward microwave will together. always be the right time. Whoa. I love this. So I, we talked about this on We're Sure Ever, but I think it's worth I am for it. I uh, very much hate falling back. I like the full day of sunlight. I've got one friend who's been posting saying, like, you guys blah, 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 cranky about it. Basically, I guess the, the main counterpoint is, is it, that for is a certain it, it is, is yeah. It, okay. And um uh basically the <laughs> There are parts of this country during winter where it's dark, still dark mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. And so that's hard for kids going to school. But even what's his name? Ted Cruz is Marco like, Rubio. start school later. Marco Rubio, Rubio, whatever. Ted Cruz will never say anything uh, no. of value. So, uh, although Marco Rubio is a big surprise, too. Um, yeah, well, that's I mean, if he believes that great but i don't think he does i think it's just the thing he says right yeah well, um, but that is the answer and that's the problem is if you ignore daylight saving get rid of it keep it whatever school for kids should start later anyway yeah <laughs> like the cdc literally like has like reports about like yeah it's bad for kids to go to school this early it doesn't yeah. help them retain knowledge doesn't keep them healthy uh it's too early uh it's not good for them um, so that should be a thing that happens anyway. I hate that. Te- I remember I was so exhausted as a teenager. Yeah. It's like your body is changing. Mm-hmm. You're taking in the amount. Now as a TV writer, like the, the amount that you, you your brain uses so much calories when you're is burning so many calories when you're like consuming that much knowledge. Yeah. And I just remember being exhausted. And it's like teens are seen as lazy. And it's like, oh, shit, like this is the biggest transformation of their bodies happening mm-hmm. right now. It's using up all of their calories and like. Also, I just want to say I remember because I was on the dance team and our track team would would get up at like oh, 4 a.m. Yeah. They had to yep. be there at 5. Yeah, if you what want to do anything hell? extra, it's even yeah, like because it's like eight hours, seven or eight hours a day there doing the school part. And then you're encouraged to do other stuff, too. I was going to say, I remember track and field, like having a full day before we would get to if y'all are in tra- tweet at me if you were in track and you had to like be there at 5 a.m because it's just like what and your i was had briefly and then i wasn't because of that yeah uh like this is not gonna work for me that's just that's just too much um too and much. like we, we talked there's an episode of the uh youtube show coming out next week uh that jonathan wrote written by jonathan the, um and it's about uh work a history of work present work and, and things like that and Part of it goes into just like this idea of like, it's not good to work so much to like, you can't do it. You need like efficient breaks. You need rest. Mm-hmm. You need to not just be like, you get up and you go to school and there like, again, like eight hours. And then uh, you just, it's just not how human beings are wired uh, and how you can be the most productive. Uh, if that's your goal, you know, if we have this goal, like you got to be maximum, maximally productive, then it shouldn't be uh, so early or so so intense. I don't know. I agree with you. Completely. Did y'all I, I don't think Ruby not to bring up this whole thing? I'm going to make this short. But did y'all already tackle the Kim Kardashian work quote? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so <laughs> episode the the day right before we filmed the episode, which was yesterday, I uh, I was like, we have to add this quote in. So it is it yes. is in there because um, it was just too perfect. That like yeah. So we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, I just feel like you're right, Kim. People don't like, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't. It's the same thing, Katie, you were saying with like 
everything that Gen Z has to deal with. I also just think it's hilarious that people are like, Gen Z is so weak. I'm like, um, they have to deal with like constant trauma, school shooters. Yeah. Like they're yep. actually yeah. the least yes. weak. The mm. Their ability to handle the amount of trauma that it takes to live in our country is uh, at this moment, which it's always been. But like just, you know, I didn't – I was coming off of that when I was in high school. Like we had, you know, reports of school shooters and stuff. But like – that's that's in their day that's in their it was not a reality that Mm -hmm. we thought about it was not a reality it was not a common thing yeah that was an that was i think you're a couple years younger than me but like at least for my in my my childhood and growing up that's a that's a fluke that's not a thing that we have to prepare for yeah, that's a huge change in the yeah. in the time. We're not old. No, no. But I I think the whole thing is I I'm like yeah I don't I don't also just like on a spiritual level I don't know if we were sent here to just work like who wants to work we um, <laughs> work full time and you still can't afford a home like I don't this yeah of course people don't want to you know um, it's like what the what's the point we're yeah. here to enjoy the not fruits right of nihilist. this it w- it was like it was like um that tweet that was like. I forgot what it was, but it was essentially like, yo, the our planet literally makes food. How did I end up with rent? You know, yeah, it's just like yeah. we our planet has everything that we need for resources. How did we end up with like the most capitalistic, um, like dangerous, giant free battery in the sky? Huh? <laughs> yeah, giant free battery right there, in the sky. Right there. We have all this medicine, which shouldn't be illegal. Mm. It's really helpful. Mm. And anyways, so I'm like, yeah, Kim, people don't want to work because they are working and it's yeah. not. I actually do. It's not. I have one final point I want to say. Um, you cannot be not work and uh, be poor. Like you, poor people right. have to, like I don't, the idea of like not working, that's a rich concept you cannot survive in this country as a poor person not working like you just wouldn't right be able like to yeah the i like this idea of like people aren't working these days yeah they are yeah because <laughs> otherwise yeah yeah. Um, uh, yeah that needs to go i keep hearing that of like you well, know the people that don't want to return to work people are working they're not what what do you mean that they're just not making money because it's not like we're giving them handouts they're not people working for a job they might not have gone back to their shit job that doesn't give them anything (laughs) oh i just i was just gonna say like i was working three jobs when i first moved to la and i was on food stamps i still could not afford rent there was a period of time when i was living with two girls in a one bedroom and um another time i was living with four guys in a house like we each had a room but mine had no windows and we had one bathroom so anyways Mm -hmm. (laughs) now i uh have worked my way up but i want to say like there was a time like yes even though i had food stamps like i still could not afford right yeah so yeah you can't be you can't not work and survive and you shouldn't have to work three drive three drives three three jobs yeah um Um, we're yeah we're gonna i mean we even gonna do an episode, a full episode on this concept Great. too, but like being poor is expensive. Yes, um, mm. it's very expensive to 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 be poor, and I think people don't understand that either. Um, and so, like, fuck off, Kim <laughs> Kardashian. Like, <sighs> I guess it's I kind of I kind of think this is a good place to leave it. What do you get? Do we want? Do you have one more? I mean, if you want to listen to thirty seconds of Nancy Pelosi. Uh, reading a b- poem by Bono, we can you can comment on. Oh, it, so or she I can just play it and leave it there. Let's we can play that play that play us out play us out, Nancy. <laughs> I mean, I'll, well. pl- I'll pl- play us out with a little bit. Oh, Saint Patrick, he drove out the snakes with his prayers, but that's not all. It t- that's not all it takes. For the smoke symbolizes an evil that arises and hides in your heart as it breaks. And the evil from risen from friends, from the darkness that lives in some men, but in sorrow and fear, that's when saints can appear. Oh, God. To drive out those old snakes once again. And they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine, and St. Patrick's name is now Zelensky. Oh, oh, nice. Everyone claps. Oh, that was good.
Um, it is, I mean, I guess it is better than the getting the cast of Hamilton to sing some song. Yeah, maybe. For COVID or whatever that was. I forget. Everything blurs together now. Um, that was good. I'm glad that they solved it. I think it might have been the insurrection. I don't know. Yes, it was. Thank you. It was the it was <laughs> the insurrection. Is it, it, which is obviously worse. Um, that's like so <laughs> somehow that's worse. I don't know how, but it is. Um, thank you for that high note ending the show. Uh, Danny, it has been a delight having you. Thank you so much for being so open and honest and vulnerable and um, sharing. Please uh, plug your work. I, you yes. You have some exciting stuff going I on do. right now. I do, yes. So I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. You can follow me if you're um, not going to be a horrible person. If you like inspirational <laughs> things. I love posting inspirational things. And yes, I do. I just got to announce for DC Comics, I'll be writing a Harley and Ivy love story for Pride. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about cool. it. You'll be able to pick that up in stores in June. That's so thrilling. Yeah. That's something that you don't have to wait uh, years and years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, God. So that's a win. 2022 is shaping up. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back next week. And remember that we love you very much. Very much. And we actually, we really do. Very much.